What's up, guys, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, Brent is filling up his sweet, fancy Diet Orange Soda. I've got my coffee, and we are ready to record another podcast. Now, of course, we're going to get into uh, a pretty interesting topic today, but before we do that, Brent, what have you been up to in the last few weeks? Oh, I've been up to all kinds of stuff. Um, th- that's a lie. I've been up to <laughs> really, really one big thing. I've been clipping sprues for, for just weeks on end. I've been clipping sprues, so. Well, it's nothing wrong with that. No, that's a problem you want to have. That's, uh, it's fun. And that, for me, is quite relaxing because you, you feel like you're making progress. You got a, you know, a pile of incoming sprues and then coming out the other end, you get a pile of. Uh, a future project that you'll have to work on and you got a, pro- a pile of empty sprues that mm. i am saving them all up and someday they will find their true calling <laughs> i was so. gonna ask you i mean do you really save all of the sprues yeah 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 and okay i've had i've had one idea so far that might be worthy oh let me guess are you gonna melt it down in some kind of solution and then make some kind of thing out of the goo is that what is that what you're gonna do yeah maybe maybe not although i have seen some fun videos about i mean it's a thermoplastic if you heat it up enough it will physically melt into new shapes and so there's there's one video that i really like it's somebody with an old toaster oven and they take it outside because you probably don't want to be breathing that and they just they hook themselves up the the toaster oven with a little plate of of bits of sprue, and they kind of melt together. It sure. makes almost like like this lattice. It, the the um, you know, each bit of sprue you can still sort of see where it was, but it's also like one piece. So coming off sure, of this sure. cookie sheet out of the toaster oven is like a a sheet, like almost like a sheet of paper size, but like thicker mm-hmm. of you know all these crisscrossed noodles and that that's not actually what i was thinking of but there's there's things you can do you can either use the the chemical kind of get it halfway dissolved and and reform it that way or you can just be gluing them together to into new and interesting shapes or you could just (laughs) melt them down and get some plates of sprues and do something with that but something yeah I don't know. I was, I've been thinking lately that I might want to try some cosplay someday, uh-huh. like uh, you know, dress up as a as a wizard or an elf or something, and get back going to conventions yeah. again. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it is almost like we're so close. Yeah, we're so close to getting back. <laughs> we we missed it for this year, but next year I got a real good feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so so anyway, uh, sprue. How do sprues relate to cosplay? Well, I was thinking you you need like a well, you don't need, but I think it would be really helpful to have a mannequin, or like uh, you know the the frame that you put your suit of armor on. Sure. And so I was thinking a fun YouTube video would be like you know I make a mannequin in my reasonably precise size mm-hmm. with melty sprues. And I've like, been thinking about the volume <laughs> of my body and the volume uh-huh. of sprues I have, and 
I by mean, the time I, I actually that. get my act together and do this, right. it's about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many sprues. Oh, man. I I don't know. I have a really hard time with sprues. Like, I, I hold on to them, and then I kind of just, you know, I, I double-check them to make sure I didn't miss any bits. And then I just, I don't know, it's like I sit on them for a while, and it's like, well, I'll keep the box. And uh, so I might as well keep the sprue in the box if I'm going to keep the box. Uh, which brings up a whole other thing. Are you a box keeper? Or do you throw away all the boxes? I break them down and stack them flat. Okay. So because I do YouTube, eventually one of those boxes will be useful for a thumbnail or for like a prop in a video. Okay. You know, saying Interesting. I've, yeah. I've been working on this start collecting box or I've been working on these these Romans or what have you. And for five seconds in that video, I'll want to be making a goofy face next to that box. Next and, to that box, yeah. <laughs> and what happens if I don't have that box anymore? So I, I break them down flat, and I have a, I've got a stack going in my closet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I don't flatten them. I, I usually try and keep my, my extra bits in those boxes, and they're separated by those boxes. So that's where I'm at. But the sprues, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of... I don't know. I've thrown away a lot of sprues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. That's what you're yeah. supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's what you're supposed to do. But then, you know, you bring up a good point, like with the toaster oven. If you can melt a whole bunch of sprues and make them flat, well, maybe you can get some, like, silicone molds and uh, make some GW walls. You know? Yeah. You know, I've been watching some of those videos where people melt down aluminum and copper and all that stuff, and they make their, their nuggets and their ingots and their coins, their, mm -hmm, their bullion, mm -hmm. and I think it's cool. Yeah. It, the, the thing with those forges, you know, they, they've got like a propane tank hooked up to a specialty forge, and they put like the crucible into this mm -hmm. really hot forge, and they melt down all this junk heat. metal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think in that case, you just straight up light the plastic on fire, and that would be the worst thing ever. But if you, were, if you, if can you get, got it that hot, yeah. 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 I'm trying to remember what the what the actual kind of melty temperature of polystyrene is, but it's it's like on the high end of, on the very high end of what a toaster oven can do, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> now, now, actually, something that I was just thinking of is, how much is GW plastic worth per ounce compared to say silver and gold because i bet you if you were to melt down gw sprues and make coins out of them they would literally almost be the same price per ounce as something like silver it's got to be close right no no it doesn't you don't think so close. there's no way there's no way <laughs> I mean, uh, it depends on the set, maybe, or, like, what kit it is. They would have found a way in the casting process to make the sprues so tiny and spindly. Like, if, if Oh, I don't mean literally that they... they it's, <laughs> I don't mean literally it has that value, because, of course, it doesn't. But to us, right, like, we pay $150 for a new kit, right? And there is... There, there's so many ounces in that kit of actual plastic. So how much is that plastic... How much is just the sprue worth you know, in total for that kit. Like, in some cases, it has to be, like, more than gold. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. yeah. 
if there was an actual correlation between material cost and what you're paying the shop. If there was. Uh -huh. It's not like somebody's going to buy that plastic from you. But you could melt down GW plastic and be like, this custom coin that I made is worth more than this like gold coin, technically. Even if it's not. I mean, you're good at eBay. You could find a way to make it work. <laughs> yeah. Just buy up all the sprues. You could uh, you could do some price manipulation and get people to actually spend some money on a stupid little melty toaster oven coin that you that made out of trash. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting, yeah. Just start bumping up the price for used GW plastic. Leave a comment and uh, let, you know, let us know what you would pay Casey for a stupid toaster right. oven coin made out of trash. Yeah, And I'm not talking like crap coin. Well, you know, it would look nice, like a nice uh -huh. coin, right? I'd paint it up for you, too. Slap some gold on there, call it a gold coin. Ooh, mm -hmm. You want a copper coin? We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Make all kind of coins. <laughs> That's poor. That's poor, Casey. Well, you know. <laughs> what have you been up to? Um, no, I mean, you know, still, still doing the dad thing. Um, I've been working on. I did decide to go ahead and do that Death Guard army. Like, baby's asleep. Time to paint some Death Guard. So I've, I've actually got like somewhere around three thousand points of Death Guard, all said and done. Um, I've just kind of had laying around and I, like I got a couple new things, you know, recently, but yeah, it's just kind of been sitting around. I think it's time. So I'm going to try really hard to do that. And, uh, you know, I put out the first video in that series called the baby diaries, which, uh, is interesting. <laughs> like trying to do like a vlog style video that I, that I don't normally do where you just kind of film everything like as you as you go along you talk to the camera as often as possible and then you just get work done like mm -hmm. weirdly super freeing like really freeing way to make a video because it is what it is right like there isn't any manipulation or trying to get something done or you know following a script in any any manner it's just this is what I did and that's the video so, yeah, yeah, I've been really trying to get in on that and I, I'm going to try and, you know, perfect that technique a little bit better to make it flow nicer, more like it is scripted. But, you know, if you've seen good vlogs. <laughs> yeah, vlogs can be a, a good style of video and they can be more efficient if you have to be taking care of a baby and all that. Yeah. And so it's just a, a nice little change of pace, so. I enjoyed the first baby diaries. I'm looking forward to apparently many more in the future. So yeah, let's go. Yeah. Well, thanks. We'll see how it, how it goes. I mean, I'm a uh, day one and a half in this week for the next episode. So I'm I, like, I don't want to overdo it, but I don't feel like I really have a choice right now. So yeah. Um, I'm also planning on doing some live streaming. Like I got, I got a whole setup going. Um, like I, I fixed up my camera with the dongle, you know, got the dongle going. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I got, I got a webcam up, got my microphone hooked up. Everything's looks ready to go. I've, uh, done a couple of tests. I've gone live on some other rando accounts. And so I think I'm ready to go. 
And uh, I think the first stream will have, have already gone up, you know, at the time of uh, the podcast. But theoretically, I'm planning on doing another one uh, Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So I'm okay. kind of I'm setting myself up here a little bit just in case I, I don't do it this week. So I'm saying it on the podcast this upcoming Wednesday as of the recording or as the, the podcast goes up. So it goes up on a Monday. Talking not tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. If you're listening to this on the day of release. Nice. And what are you going to be doing on the stream? Painting stuff? I'm going to. No, actually. I mean, I might because I, I got both set up. But I think I'm going to go hunting on eBay. Nice. We're going we're gonna to spend a couple hundred bucks. Let's see what we get. And I need help spending a couple hundred bucks. That actually sounds fun. I yeah. would enjoy watching this. All right. Then I uh, expect you to uh, help me spend that money wisely <laughs> or poorly, depending on <laughs> how you feel. You know the day. chat is just going to be everyone spamming buy, 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 right? I mean, I okay, there's that possibility. You know, but I, I've got high hopes, you know, that people might be like, hey, like, uh, check this out over here. I found this, you know, send me the link oh. or, you know. Well, you know, Casey, this might be the worst idea ever because mm. you might just be showing people good deals. It's possible. Like, you might be recruiting people to bid against you. People are saying like, possible, yeah. oh, okay, you know, Casey bid on like 10 different things today, but... This item right here, this towel piranha, <laughs> mine Casey now. <laughs> doesn't really want this, and that is a pretty good deal. So I know what Casey's maximum bid is, so I'm just going to go back in there and snipe it from him. You stream sniping, but for eBay, that's that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. And hey, if if that ends up being the case, then like, yeah, okay. Like, I would never know, right? Yeah. And the thing is, you know, to to make it interesting and and fun for the viewer, I think you need to uh like debate your choices a little bit. Like you mm -hmm. end up on a nice buy it now auction, you're like, "Ooh, should we run the math yeah. on this this team? Hey family, how, yeah. wh what are you thinking about this? Should we do it? Should we not do it?" And then that's, that's while you're debating, like even if you know you're going to do it, you're <laughs> Have right. that little dialogue, build a little suspense, build some camaraderie. Right. And by the time you hit buy it now, one of your viewers has already bought that kill team. It, it is that for is sure. definitely sure. possible. <laughs> that is definitely possible. In that case, for sure. Um the the auction thing, I'm not too worried about, but that is a very good well, point. Maybe this is this is the type of streaming where you need to put it on like a five minute delay and just not even respond right. to chat. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just, just, I'm just shopping. Don't talk to me. <laughs> We're just spending a crap load of money. Here you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought spending a couple hundred bucks cause that could, that could mean a lot of things, right? It's either we're going to buy a bunch of little things, you know, or what if we find an entire army for 200 bucks? Ah, that's a possibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I know there's a lot, there's a lot in that i think i haven't bought stuff on ebay for a while and i've actually been putting it off specifically so that i could stream and do that so build up those hobby bucks no i exactly. got you i get you well yeah. the thing with ebay is are you going to be concentrating on the buy it now auctions are you just going to be refresh Probably. refresh refresh warhammer buy it now 
So generally when I go anyways, I like to check like the ending soonest just because okay. you never know what's there. So I'll probably yeah. go through it like a day's worth of ending soonest and just see and maybe put in a couple bids, but more than likely it'll be buy it now and it'll be going through. I don't know. It's like general searches, probably nothing too specific. You know, we might search for like lots armies, um, you know, just general search terms for Warhammer might do some, uh, fat fingers searching, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I kind of want to just see what happens. Cause sure. I've never done a live stream before. So it's like, it's going to be a whole experience on top of like trying to also find stuff on eBay. So I, it has to be like somewhat easy for me to be like, buy it now. Click. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just imagining a circumstance where you find a really interesting post that expires in 17 hours or something. And then right. are you, you're just going to load up on some diet orange soda and make that <laughs> and stream go 17 for 17 hours. 17 hours or? That's not a terrible idea. Not terrible. Um, <laughs> it would be terrible for me. <laughs> like I still got stuff to do. <laughs> um, I would, that's an interesting question. Like I could see that being one of those things where it's like, okay, 17 hours. That puts that at 4 a.m. My time. I will see you at three forty-five. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm gonna be back and just put in like an hour at, at like four in the morning just to see what happens. Like, yeah, I don't Get know. Get ready can, for ten seconds of excitement at four in the morning. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's definitely where the buy it now kind of takes it. Like we're looking for somebody who's just unloading something they don't know what they have, um, and that that happens a lot. Like way more than you think it would. Like, you know, you see buy it now and it's usually like super exorbitant prices and, you know, people just, they know what they have, but they want way more because it's painted or it's assembled or whatever. But like, man, I got to say at least 25% are reasonably priced and it's just a matter of if you want that thing right now or not. So yeah, I'm definitely on that route and, uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and on the other end of things, I've just I've put together all of the models. Well, not all the models for the army, but almost all of them, and I've primed everything. And I've got like a a layer of dirt, uh, spray spray primer. Like there's black and then there's brown because I'm doing like chipping medium on everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I got that Mortarion put together. It's looking good. So. It should be interesting. I'm also planning on putting in a, a game with these half-painted models in the next week or so. Two weeks? Week or two, I can't remember. But uh, actually playing a game with probably at least half of them. Seeing how it goes. Exciting. Yeah. Crazy exciting. I haven't played a game in like a whole month. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Which in itself is crazy. Because I haven't played a game in like a year and a half since before that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, just yesterday I got my, my second dose of vaccine, so here hopefully I'll be reconvening with folks and playing some games, and my friends are starting to text me and telling me that the new Magic the Gathering Commander decks are pretty sweet, and that all oh, sounds yeah. good. You're getting that pull from the old Magic, huh? Yeah, get back into the, the scary world out there. Yeah. They almost, they almost had me. They almost had me last time with Ooh. the, uh, the, uh, it was a bunch of metal bands 
doing promotions for, or they were doing like uh, preview cards. Hmm. Um, yeah, that kind of almost got me, but it didn't. It didn't get me. Wizards. Very nice. Someday. So let's see more updates here. I did play a little online RPG Traveler, which is mm. a a space RPG. You're you're running around as a little crew on a trader vessel or something, and oh, okay, flying around and doing missions. And well, it's an RPG, not not so dissimilar from Dungeons and Dragons or something like that. But I found the the switch to the space setting to be quite refreshing. You know, relatively modern technology, depending on the exact setting. Yeah. Interesting. I enjoyed it. And so that was part of the old as hell gamers, sorry, yes, old as hell gamers and geeks podcast, not on their actual podcast, but they have a, a YouTube channel. And so that was with uh, with Travis and Doug from the podcast and also old Carl Tuttle from the ICs and also... uh Old Blake and Ed from Life After the Cover Save. So yeah, it was a yeah. fun little crew, and I stopped in as a a guest appearance character sort of thing. Very nice. I don't know how long that arc is going to go for. I know my character could die at any time. and <laughs> They're just like, oh, you, Brent, you want to come back? Yeah. You're like, I don't know. Okay, we'll just kill you off. It's fine. <laughs> I know that I'm the expendable one in that crew. but Right. <laughs> I, I should be on at least one and maybe one and a half episodes we'll see we'll see yeah and that that is the uh which podcast old as hell gamers uh-huh. and geeks Perfect. and so that's a that's a podcast that i listen to on my phone but on their youtube channel they also have a you know <laughs> what what's become a fairly standard uh rpg recording thing but uh they at least okay. do edit it to have a lot of funny like graphics and Sure. And visual aids and pictures like of spaceships flying nice. around and yeah, all that stuff. Good. So it's, I, I w- and they, you know, skip the boring parts and skip the, yeah, the boring parts. They skip the boring, the parts, boring parts and put like <laughs> memes and, and images of explosions and stuff. So it's, in terms of watching an RPG, it's pretty good. Pretty good. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. That sounds exciting. Uh, and that's coming out pretty soon. It's in the next couple of weeks, right? Presumably. Presumably. Okay. I don't know. They're seven or eight episodes into the, that game. Nice. And I came in you know, after their first tutorial mission or two sort of thing. I was the one, one of the not NPCs, but sort of an NPC, <laughs> guest PC. I was a guest right. PC on their first real post-tutorial mission, I suppose. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to that. It sounds awesome. Yeah, so so check it out. Got any, oh, I got any hot tips? Oh, you did a live oh, stream. Okay, cool. I mean, I, I'll press you about hot tips later. I was just going to say, I did a, a live stream on Twitch. Now, now you were talking about your eBay live stream. Is that going to be yes. on YouTube or Twitch? YouTube, okay. Probably on YouTube, yeah. Okay. Uh, just because for now, I don't want to mix. Although, uh, I've got the Twitch, um, you know, their their little program or whatever. So I could go live on Twitch, but you know, I don't think anybody would watch. <laughs> I have like three subscribers or followers on Twitch just from being like live streams for five minutes. 
I think that's actually okay for uh for trying things out. I mean, Probably. if you if you've got a budget, yeah. if you've made yourself a budget for buying stuff on eBay, maybe you want a bigger audience. But for well, just yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> for checking out your streaming setup, actually, it's better if you don't have many followers. Sure, working, I, working yeah, out maybe the kinks that's, that's with just the true point. diehards in chat. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, well, and if it's up on this podcast, and I plan on going live Wednesday. Then uh, check it out. Maybe follow me on Twitch and and obviously probably already are on YouTube, but but maybe on Twitch just in case. <laughs> Let's throw it out there now. But you Perfect. did do a live stream and you did paint. Yeah, yeah. So this was my first painting live stream. So I've done mm-hmm. total of two streams now. One not painting. One just messing around with computers. And and the second one I did some painting. I had a savage orc boy named yeah. Sidebone because of that bone he had strapped to his side. <laughs> Sidebone, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I'm working on my system for for trying to make a live stream interesting. I know a lot of what keeps people engaged with various streamers is that the streamers have a personality and they're interacting with chat and all sure, that sure. sort of stuff. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. But I'm also I mean, trying I, to I watch stay interesting with the painting, <laughs> right? I, that's that's always the balance, right? It's like trying to do a decent job. And also interact and be that person. I mean, I I know that there are definitely people out there who are really good at that. So it's definitely oh, yeah. a skill that you have to learn and work on and get better at. Um, yeah. But like, I mean, I watched for a while on that stream. I appreciate and it. Like, I I thought it was enjoyable. And maybe it's just because I already know you, but you know, nice. like it, nice. it felt good. It was a, a good amount of interaction and. You were answering questions. You were also painting. So it was like, yeah, okay, it's hanging out with Brent and doing some hobby. That sounds cool. Great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know some people who can keep it lively and interesting when they're clipping sprues, and I do not think I could do that. Uh, but, right? yeah. but, but my strategy was to take a orc boy, a, a savage orc boy who had been started. So he already looked decent and green. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, he was he was based, he was green, he had some eyeballs, he had his mouth painted, and that's where I started the stream. And then from there, it was kind of interacting with chat for what color is this t- detail going to be? Is he going to have a tiger cloth mm-hmm. pelt or zebra or mm-hmm. giraffe or cheetah? You know, all of those skin. exotic animals have some <laughs> sweet patterns. And those savage boys, they're wearing skins and they've got their, their tattoos and their war paint. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, I thought that was one approach for trying to keep it visually interesting is starting with a decently painted mini and then adding the the fun, spicy details to it live and getting some input from chat. And sure. that was the attempt. I'll I'll hopefully keep on doing stuff like that, but it was fun. I'm I am learning the ways of live streaming painting. Right. Maybe we'll do it again someday. You know. Who knows? I, Who knows? I think that you should. Uh, yeah, definitely. I've also been told that, that you can like co-stream with other people. I'm not sure how that works, but I heard that's a thing. Yeah, so I know some people, sometimes people will just, they'll both be on their Twitch stream. and okay. And they'll be talking to each other over Skype or Discord or whatever. And so the, oh, sure. the voices coming through 
on both of the streams are both voices and so you turn off the the chat or, or the you turn off the audio on one of the streams so you're not getting a terrible echo that's an interesting and, idea and you can either watch you know in windowed two windows for two different streams or you can watch your favorite streamer and kind of hear them have a conversation with your not quite his favorite streamer or <laughs> right yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, there also are websites that will kind of reframe both of those streams and mm. they'll call it a co-stream. I can't remember the name of this site, but it's, it, it'll like reframe both of the, the streams in one single window and you can kind of right. decide how big to make each of the, the little windows and whether you're oh, reading the chat okay. and you can change up the horizontal and the vertical. It's an option. It's an option. Yeah. So if you ever need a a Twitch buddy. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk. That's, that's yeah. kind of that's kind of what I'm thinking. Might might be fun for the future. <laughs> yeah. But you know, paint bravely. Doing some some live streaming, some live podcasting someday. Yeah, someday. It, it adds an an element of risk that's not there with an edited <laughs> podcast or video or whatever. I mean, to be fair, like the edited version of this podcast is maybe there's a couple things cut out where we're like, oh, hey, not much. Uh, let's let's cut that weird silence out, <laughs> you know, but for the most part, I think uh, I think we just kind of do it. And that's what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, Matt does all the magic stuff on the other end. So maybe I'm wrong and he cuts a lot out. <laughs> and I just don't even know. So sometimes I swing by the comment section of our podcast and the comments mm. are all like, don't tell Brent and yeah. thanks guys. Thanks. Really appreciated. I just, thank you. You you know, I'm not going to rewatch it again after <laughs> I, editing it, right? See, like, that's the thing. That's the thing that we all know is that you're not going to watch it again. <laughs> so it's like a keep the joke going. Don't tell Brent because he's, and it's like, it's your own fault. Like it's, it's your own fault. It would be so easy go. to set it at 1.75 times speed. It and, would be. And would watch be. an hour yeah. and a half of content to get. Yeah, yeah. it would be. Still not going to do it, are you? It's possible. <laughs> I know roughly when the runtime that Gordon knocked on the door and I had to get up and take my headphones yeah. off and Casey See, sabotaged that, me. But... <laughs> then you have to figure out which episode it was. Yeah, I know. I know but yeah anyway streaming live you know gordon hopped up on the table and yes there he was couldn't edit that out it's gold yeah and from live what? audience so i had to pretend to be nice to gordon before <laughs> i gently just... removed him from the desk <laughs> you place him gently in the indominus box over your shoulder uh -huh. and come back <laughs> yeah always remember whether that camera is on or not can't be yeah yeah it's a good call can't be throwing bad cats or across <laughs> the room when the the internet's watching no can't do that there's a lot oh. of things you know there's a lot of things <laughs> so i think uh you were just about to tell the audience about a a hot tip of the day of well the i was i was asking you if you had any because normally you're out of the gate with those hot tips you know i try to do that to uh to bait the hook Right at the beginning of the, the episode. They got me. Sometimes I do, but this time yeah. you were waiting. The audience was, was waiting too. for the hot tip. <laughs> and plus, it, it's the way you phrase the question. If you phrase the question at the very beginning of the episode, how are you liking your orange soda? What have you been up to this week? 
it's a little bit harder to to change that around right to, my to be like tip of the fortnight tips, yeah <laughs> that's true how are you enjoying that orange soda this is actually one of my favorite drinks at the moment uh hannaford brand diet orange soda hannaford all right mm-hmm. where do you it's get a that? it's it's a northeastern grocery store chain oh Sorry. yeah kroger <laughs> would it make more sense it kroger? if i said kroger's yes uh, it would actually <laughs> diet orange soda <laughs> like ironically don't have a kroger's but i know what it is and we have stores that sell kroger's stuffs but aren't Shaw's, Kroger's stores. Shop and Save, IGA, Stop and Shop. Uh, None of those. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Weird <Kroger's>. West Coast. <laughs> West Coast stores. <laughs> uh, hot tips, though. Hot tips. I think I got a couple good ones. Yeah. That's what the people are here for. People have been listening to us for... 20 minutes at 1.75 speed to, to get to this point, so that better be a good hot tip, Casey. Uh, You're checking it, your notes because you literally don't remember what your hot tip was, so... That is that is 100% true, and I think it's because you actually wrote notes below my notes, so now I'm trying to make sure that I'm not going to read one of yours. Because <laughs> that would be terrible. That'd be pretty funny, actually. Try wet blending. No. Um, so, let's see here. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time with this. Okay, Casey so just wrote my... paint bravely over and over and over again. <laughs> I did. You can't did. use that as your hot tip every episode. I mean, I feel like like this entire podcast is a hot tip. So, you know, right. I've got some bad news, listeners. We have no hot tips this episode, and we were gonna drag this on a little <laughs> bit longer, but there's nothing. We got nothing. We just have paint bravely written over and over and over again. I mean, it does make sense, though. If you try really hard. <laughs> yeah. Don't let anything hold you back. Exactly. You just try really hard. I just had a thought of, of, you know, before we do this podcast, we just spend time looking up all those motivational posters that just have like a you know, the kitten hanging from the branch. Hang in there. Hang yeah. in there. Hang Don't in let there. your dreams be memes. Uh <laughs> Yeah. You never know how high you can fly until you try. There's like a dog over the rainbow sort of thing. It's got a little yeah, cape on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are great. Yeah, if we Hot just tips. wrote write down really banal uh, motivational quotes. Mm, mm-hmm. People like will catch that. on, though. <laughs> Eventually. I mean, <laughs> yeah, after after like... I don't know some how many how many episodes did you give that like four or five. Up, yeah. <laughs> Hot tip of the week: just hang in there, you know. Do your hang best. Hang in there. Paint bravely, and uh, you know, just try really hard not to screw up. That's mm. that's that's what that's what it takes. All right, yeah. I did actually scribble down a hot tip just in case Casey failed us here. Um, it's always good to have a backup, a backup plan, mm-hmm. emergency mm-hmm. action. All right. I've been working on trying to learn NMM, non-metallic metal. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I have avoided for a long time, and it's always been on my, I'll get to this eventually list. Yes. And so, yeah, for for non-metallic metal, like if you're trying to paint gold, the idea is you're using not a gold metallic paint, but you're using non-metallic paint. So if you're trying to do gold, you might have like a 
uh, a tan or a gold brown color, white and dark brown or something like that. And you are painting all kinds of, of blends and transitions so that there's the overall kind of brownish color or gold brownish color, but there's also spots of, of bright white or, or really light contrasty shininess where you know that mimics the the armor glinting right at you and it's just shooting sunlight right into your eye and then there's spots of darkness where that armor is glinting that light off in some other direction and you're you're just seeing the darkness yeah and yeah it's a it's a traditional painting technique for in case you don't have glitter paints the way that we do for painting steel <laughs> and gold and copper <laughs> yeah and it is something that you know the the professional show off type of painters uh, love to do on their minis mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. something that can be really frustrating to break into because yes. it requires a couple of things uh, the first being understanding how light acts when it hits a shiny surface right and to a degree we all you know could sort of imagine light glinting off of a suit of armor mm -hmm. But if you were to like say, okay, draw draw that, you know, you're given a blank mini or a brown mini and say, okay, now use white to sketch in where you're getting glints. Right. And then use dark brown to put in the dark spots. That's that's more tricky. Yes, it is. And to a degree that requires some painting bravely. It requires looking at source images. Uh mm. and it also just requires some experience and, and building up those skills and those instincts to have an idea of where the light and the dark goes. And then on top of that, to make it look good, the the way NMM paint jobs look good is if those transitions from right, white to gold brown to dark brown are smooth and precise and they look natural. And so there's a very technical, uh, you know, skill set that needs to be uh, developed there. You know, whether you are really good at glazing or layering or loaded brush mixing or two brush wet blending, you need to have some set of skills that allow you to get some really nice transitions, mm -hmm. which if I really want to, I can sort of do some of that stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, a couple of those techniques I have enough skill with that I could could make it work if I knew where I wanted the the light and the dark. But a lot of those skills take a lot of time and <laughs> and so it's it's like you need to put a lot of time in to then figure out if you put the light and the dark in the right places or not. Mm -hmm. So uh something I've been experimenting with over the last week is doing the blends with an airbrush. So okay. I consider my airbrush to be like a a speed stick for doing blends because <laughs> yeah. if you if you start with a and so I'll I'll hold up a tiny figure to the camera which if you're listening on your phone you can't see anyway but I started with a, a gold brown uh, base coat on a mini yeah and then I took white ink in my airbrush and as precisely as I could I put in spots and lines of white on mm -hmm. some of the armor panels so like uh you know on a shin 
they call it a shin pad or uh, a sure. grieve. Sure. Yeah. But Armor you know, uh, for the there'd be a a stripe of of bright white where the the angle and the curvature of that of that yeah, plate of the, armor where the cylinder reaches its apex. Yeah, the word tangent might be involved somewhere, right, or right. there's trigonometry is somehow involved. Definitely, it's it's a circle. So uh, yeah. I'm not this kind of light scientist, but hello, Snuffle. <laughs> right. Um. And and yeah, so. Using the airbrush, just very quickly putting down, okay, we're going to have a bright spot here and here. And, you know, there's, yeah, on this cylinder, there's going to be a line of bright running down here. Yeah. And then loaded up with dark brown ink. And, okay, we're going to put almost in, like, the alternating positions. We're going to have uh, mm -hmm. darker colors. And what I ended up with is is by no means perfect. But I think it's a it was it was fast though, and right. it's a way to break into starting to get a little bit of confidence of where do I want bright, where do I want dark, yeah, and and of course there's there's limits to what an airbrush can do in in terms of if you pull back just a little too much on that trigger, you yeah. did it wrong, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's one advantage of of spending two hours doing glazing on on the shin pad is that you can you can get it exactly the way Very that you precise, want it yes. as long as you knew what you were doing in the first place. Isn't that it's such a weird thing because that's really what it feels like is oh yeah you can get it to be where you want it but the question always is where is it supposed to go? Yeah, so there's there's two things there. Yeah, and so. Yeah, if you are trying to do the the shoulder pad or the shin pad of a piece of armor and make it non-metallic gold, mm -hmm. if if I was in exactly the right space mentally, I was ready to sit down for two hours to try to make that shoulder pad or look right, which for me I don't think I can do. Right. I'm I'm pretty patient on a lot of things, but I've tried to do that before and I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but I'm very uh, willing to take my airbrush and say, okay, in the next 30 seconds, I'm either going to get this <laughs> spot of white to look right or, or not. In the next 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> right. But in, in that uh, circumstance, uh, you know, spend three minutes getting the light onto the mini and three minutes getting the dark onto the mini and it may be that you know this knee pad looks stupid and that shoulder pad looks stupid but maybe the you know the left shin pad wow that looks just right that is that actually right, kind of yeah. looks like gold that's if you squint at I, it just that's, right that's and what it is right ignoring the speckling yeah. yeah yeah i was watching um, a, a Vince Venturella tutorial on non-metallic metal and swords this is a couple years ago and and like I went with it, you know, I, it was a long tutorial, but I think I was like maybe 45 minutes in or something like that. It felt like a long time when he was like, all right. So at this point, if you squint at it and it looks like metal, you're doing a good job. And it was like, I'm squinting, I'm squinting. Like, I no, it's not, it's a blob of, I don't know what, like, I don't know. It was, a, it was a weird thing of like, like just keep doing it until it looks like the thing that you want it to look like, you know, and that is a lot of like trial and error and 
thin layers and going back and not being afraid to start over or just erase parts of what you've done. Um, like, yeah, it just takes a lot of practice to do that with a paintbrush. Like I commend you for trying it with an airbrush. I'm actually really interested to see the results of that because I saw the picture you posted and like, I, I was okay. All right. Like yeah, it's not great. But no, but I, I see it. it. It's, I a, see it. it's an on-ramp into sort <laughs> yeah. of getting a little bit of experience of where do I want a shiny spot? You know, where... Right. And, you know, the, the masters can do some truly goofy things of putting the, the horizon... Uh, I'm thinking of a Squidmar video where there's an ogre oh, that, carrying the... a cannon, and you can see yeah. the, the horizon uh, reflected on the, the metal of the, the cannon. Yeah. That's cool. That, that rules. Cool. Um, but just the, the combination of sometimes the time required to do the blends that you want added on to the fact that you need to know where you want those blends to start and end. You need to have an idea of what it should look like in your head beforehand. Yeah. Both of those are big steps. And if, anyway, the, the little hot tip I have here is to use an airbrush to try to cheese one of those steps and at least make it go fast yeah and if you you get the blend here's an airbrush blend there's there'll be a little speckling there it'll it won't be exactly where you want it but an airbrush is a at least a very fast way to get blends onto a model yeah. and it's a i i definitely reprimed my minis a couple of times until i got to a, a point i kind of liked but um yeah and it, Sort of on this tangent of trying to understand non-metallic metal, I primed a mini with glossy black primer. Okay. And if I hold that up to light and you, rotate you it around, see, you know, you can see yeah. how the light is glinting off of it, uh-huh. um, off of the, the cylinders. and <laughs> Cylinders and spheres. And... It's just mostly cylinders, actually. It, but it is yeah, mostly, yes. It is. Yeah, the... It is. Space it Marines is. and, and Sig Marines are a lot of cylinders and then a lot of little spheres, like shoulder pads and heads and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's how you're supposed to look at it. I've, I've been told that you're not supposed to do the whole gloss thing, hold it up to a light. But then I've also been told this works fine. I don't know who to believe, <laughs> you know. I, I mean, it's probably just whatever works best for you. Like most things yeah. in miniature painting. I think this is one of those things where there is no substitute for experience. Like you really have to dive in there and mess it up a few times, but also start to stumble upon things that kind of look right. Well, like it's, it's taken me quite a while uh, and a lot of swords, but I I feel like I've actually gotten a really good grip on like a a non-metallic power swords. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like, I feel pretty confident about that if there's a nice wide open palette of a sword like i'm gonna make that thing look rad like it's gonna look like non-metallic cool power sword thing you know nice. um, so like I, that's one of those things i maybe that's a, a good place to start for a lot of this type of of thing for non-metallic metals like you know it's a long flat blade mm-hmm. you know I, I was even confident enough to do some Photoshop point arrows place highlights here in my video. 
about it. I was like, that's right. Yeah, I got one of those. Like, mm-hmm. I, know where the, I know where these things go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my, uh, what is it, that Vlad von Karstein video? Like, got some, just, I don't know. It worked out. It worked it's a nice out. looking think... sword. It is. Yeah, it's it is. Nice. It's a nice looking sword. Like, I feel really good about this sword. You should. I do. <laughs> uh, what else? What else is new with you, buddy? <sighs> I don't know. I've just been trying to stay awake. Try like I really. It's a weird thing. Like, like I I wanted to take a break. Like I wanted to take a longer break than I did, and I just couldn't stay away. You know, um, partially because it like this is my hobby. So. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I do this hobby because I enjoy it. So, like, going through something stressful, like having a new kid, it's like, well, I want to be working, but I want to be hobbying more more so. So, there's just been kind of a weird balance. Um, Yeah, it's been working out, though. Been pretty happy. I bought this uh, amazing piece of technology. I don't know why I didn't bring this up sooner. Probably because it's not relevant to the hobby whatsoever, but it's relevant to me. Cause I'm tired. <laughs> All right, let's have I, it. I bought a bassinet that is Bluetooth enabled, so I can monitor the bassinet wherever I am in the house. Mm-hmm. But it's motorized, so mm-hmm. if I want to lay that kid down, kid's gonna go to sleep. I want the kid to feel like she's riding in the back of my car. Yeah, click a button, it starts to. Sway and move sound effects. Mm. No joke. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It does all sorts of different kind of movements. It's got sound and the kid loves it. So sleep has been better. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a hot tip for, for you new parents out there. Exactly. Buy the, uh, the, the four moms. I think it's called a mamaroo, like kangaroo bassinet they also have like a little little seat that that the kid can sit in they're motorized and they're insane like i've never i don't know never would have thought and it's amazing yeah there you go i do have a hot tip though i do actually have a hot tip i I have one i have a hot tip i got it i got it right here Uh, ready so if you want to do some masking on your models, you know, you got some weird tight spot. You don't want to do sub assemblies cause those are stupid. Um, I would recommend now I talked about silly putty in one episode as a hot tip and I probably should have expanded on that. So we're going to expand right now, but plastic wrap, right? Just the crinkle plastic wrap. You can like, say you have a sword or like a shoulder, whatever it is, you can kind of jam that through there. And then kind of push the plastic around it and push it into the crevices. You know, it clings there. So then it's kind of like form-fitted and it just stays there. Then you can do your painting and just pull it back. Alternatively, you can use uh, gloves. Like, that works a little bit better for things that are like independent, like swords, axes. But you kind of sit it through the glove and then have the glove wrapped around the handle. Mm. And do your do your airbrushing and whatever. Um, and of course, the uh, the old fashioned hobo shield, any kind of piece of paper, 
business cards work really well or a deck of cards as we talked about in the past a little oh, expansion yeah. on that a little bit um but yeah those are really good ways to mask things off that uh, probably should have mentioned in the past yeah yeah mm-hmm. i also just remembered somebody sent us an email with a hot tip you're gonna steal their hot tip no like specifically to send to us Okay. Yeah. Hot tip from J.E. Likes the podcast. Specifically, our podcast and Tarped Under Plastic. He he mentioned that. I thought that was pretty great. Um, But his his tip is a little bit of uh, a video he saw that uh, Marco Frizzoni put out. But it's about when we were talking about the Vallejo metal colors. And how you were saying that they're runny. You know, and, and and I had mentioned and a couple other people in the comments suggested just, you know, dab a little bit of it off on, on a paper towel, whatever. Well, apparently Marco uh, mixes the metal color with like whatever his favorite metallic paint is. So you're you're an army painter one. You want to get a little thicker, but you still want the consistency and niceness of the metal color. Just mix them mm. together and you got there it. There you go. Yeah. I like so. it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool from J.E. Thank you for the, the awesome email and the uh, addendum to the metal color stuff. Yeah, thanks, J.E. Thanks, Marco. Yeah. 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 Don't worry about me. I think, we're, I think we're ready for the meat and potatoes here. The meat and potatoes? The topic of the day. <laughs> the topic of the day. All right, what is the topic of the day, Brent? Well, you came up with it, but the... The title of the episode, unless you wimp out and don't make this the title of the episode, but the title of the episode is Mom, He Copied My Warhammers. This is definitely, of course, that's going to be the title. No shame with titles for (laughs) for these podcasts. Like, I don't care. (laughs) uh, As much clickbait as I can put into these titles, I will. (laughs) It's a podcast. We need it. Got to get them viewers and (laughs) listeners. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the the subtitle here is copying a paint job wrong. Yeah. So we've yeah we've talked before about you know scrolling Instagram for for inspiration and maybe you'll see something there like oh that's a great idea I want to do that. Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit about the the ethics and morality of of that sort of thing. Well, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the uh, I guess the tension. And just say there's literally literally zero wrong with any of it. Um, I don't think there is a moral line when it comes to wanting to improve your painting. Uh, especially if you're at home, you're surfing Instagram, whatever it is, and you're like, I want to do that. You should definitely do that. And using someone else's paint job as a guide is a really good way to do that. You were talking non-metallic metal. We don't know where to place those highlights necessarily. If someone else has painted that model, if someone else has painted a Stormcast model, the ones that you were showing in non-metallic metal, you could reference that easily and copy it. It's not going to be the same paint job. It's probably not even going to be as good. It's whatever you know, you're trying to copy. But the, the point is that you're trying to learn and get better. And by using a guide... Just by looking at someone else's work, somebody who is better than you probably are currently, you are going to improve. Just you're going to start to understand the little nuances. You're going to say, well, I kind of see why this highlight is here. 
that makes sense because whatever, whatever. So yeah, I don't want to, I don't want it to be like this. Maybe we're going to say, oh, it's wrong to copy people or you shouldn't ever do that because no, you should definitely copy people. Yeah. So, so you're making the point is it's a really good way to get inspiration in terms of colors, but also techniques and, and the act of copying, you might learn something new or there might be a, yeah, a speedier way to pick up a new skill or a new style or, or what have you. And that all makes sense. What we do isn't our job, you know, even though we're not like world-class painters, but our, our job is, is a little bit of like, check this cool thing out copy me mm-hmm. like that that is the idea you know so yeah i i'm gonna put some some rules on this that okay. if you then go and post your paint job somewhere uh i try to cite when i yes. can yes like if if i am not just inspired but pretty much copying somebody's paint job sure i, sure. I do try to uh to make a note of that yeah and i I did put that in the notes giving credit (laughs) so so let's get that out of the way first yeah that's a good call (laughs) yeah i mean as i'm browsing the net it's pretty common that i'll save a picture and like oh maybe someday i'll paint a mini like this this is a, a really great idea i like this a lot and when i go through and save the picture you know when i'm using the snipping tool there i try to make sure that i am including in my snip the the name of the the user that posted it or right like if it's on instagram you want to catch that little top left corner exactly the name yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. definitely yeah so you know my previous career i was a scientist and when we publish papers (laughs) and stuff like the you know most academic papers have like at the very least you know 20 citations uh, (laughs) in the first page so and so begot so and so's work begot so and so's work and now we're here yes yep (laughs) and i mean it is interesting to see how some of the citations evolve from you know in the uh the burning apparatus first described by uh, bunsen et al and then, you know, after a few years, that becomes, we used a Bunsen burner to, uh, to do right, this. Yeah. And, yeah. um, I mean, <laughs> probably the most shameful example in, in our lives is, is Goobertown yellow. Yes, that is, that is a very good example, Brent. <laughs> Where, uh. And in that video, I did cite, uh, I got this idea from some dude in my comment section. And uh, at the time I made the video, I could, I didn't even know like where to look for that exact comment. And so I didn't even know the person's name at the time. So I could have done a better job citing that one. I didn't know people would actually watch that video though, but, um, no, couldn't have, couldn't have seen that. And And had I really been on my game, I would have recognized that I had seen that yellow somewhere before on Casey's channel, and that would have been, uh, I copied the eBay miniature rescues method for this yellow. But, um, but, but no, like if you if you like somebody's paint job so much yeah. that you are copying it, that should be a a real honor. Uh, I I think so. Proof that they did a great job. Uh, that's, well, that, that they're, that, be, they're like, inspiring flattering. you in some way that you're dedicating yeah. literal hours of your life and time in your spare yeah. time 
to try and replicate something that they did. So. Yeah. And yeah. so if you do a paint job that was inspired by somebody on Instagram, when you post that picture of your paint job on Instagram, say like, hey, here's here's my variant of of this idea that I saw at so-and-so posting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it, that makes the most sense. Of course, because if you are trying to, I don't know, like pass it off as like, oh, this is 100% original or something, like the internet's big enough, someone's going to know. So there's just no sense in doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like somebody will mention it. So I think there is one exception here, which oh, okay. is if you are inspired by a local person or if you are inspired from somebody oh. in your game group. So Oh, you mean you don't have to give credit in that case? No, or? well, no. I mean <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> I, I mean I think my favorite Space Marine chapter might be the Salamanders, but I haven't done I haven't painted Salamanders yet because my friend Alex has a Salamanders army. Ah. Oh, and damn, Alex which is which is a slightly different issue, but if if you're at risk of showing up at a tournament and being the second person to make an army of Buzz uh, Lightyear Space Marines, uh-huh. yeah. uh, that <laughs> that uh, kind of goes from being an honorable thing, you know, of giving praise to somebody by spending your time emulating them, and it turns it into. Uh, dude this is my thing like (laughs) i mean i i think maybe there is maybe there is a line there like um okay um maybe a convergence like that specifically um where you're you're making something recognizable other than what it what the thing is like because you know an ultramarine is an ultramarine like, no one's going to be like, well, you know, you painted Ultramarines and I painted Ultramarines. Like, what the hell, dude? Like, no, it's not going to happen. But, like, you're right, the, the whole Buzz Lightyear Space Marine thing. Like, there's a little bit of thought and work that went into that that's kind of a different route. It's very specific, right? Yeah. And so, in in a way, I wish that the first person to do the Buzz Lightyear thing was the only person to ever do it. I mean, I saw the picture the one time. I saved that picture. I don't think I could ever bring myself to do it because it's not going to be as good as that picture, right? It's not going to be as good as that guy did it. And I've seen other people try. You're right. It's just not the same. Well, even if they do a good job, though, it was a good idea, and it's copying like a very niche good idea. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. And that's not to say you shouldn't do a Buzz Lightyear army, but it's there is a, a layer of sadness there that uh, th- that cool yeah. idea got copied many times and it's no longer original. Right. If okay, maybe it's maybe it's more so that that it's not that you, yeah it's not that you shouldn't copy it. If you think it's really cool, you should probably paint one space marine like that and put it on your shelf and go check that out. You know, yeah. when some normie comes over and you're like, oh, yes, it's Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you're <laughs> like not to going to be the only to person. Tournament. You're not going to be the only person to copy Buzz Lightyear. There's there's going right. to be dozens of people who do this, and so if you want to do it, but there is just a little bit of sadness there that uh, that unique original idea, yeah, got copied so many times. But such yeah, is life. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, 
I can't really think of any other examples, though, past that one so much. Are there any, like, iconic paint jobs like that? I mean, things come and go into style, and I think your idea of conversions is right. Like, if there's a really clever conversion that that somebody, you know... (laughs) used their ingenuity and creativity to come up with something that's uniquely theirs. Right. There's, there's a little bit of a, a feels bad if that suddenly becomes the popular thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, like, but the... on the other hand, if you, if you hear that Carl Tuttle on the independent characters likes his howling Griffin space Marines and you want that chapter too, do it. It's, sure. it's, yeah. <laughs> Man doesn't have a monopoly on Howling Griffin Space Marines. Right. Exactly. Or Minotaurs or whatever they were. I don't know. I could, literally couldn't tell you. All right. Ultramarines? Just Space Marines? No? Yes. Yes, feel the hate. I can hear the cat in the background. <laughs> I can uh, tell you when I get up. Snuffles and Gordon got slightly. fresh kitty litter today. Just a... Just a a wonderful sandbox to dig through and and see what's in there so snuffles was just having a good route around in there before it was time to to get down to business so. makes sense yeah and i suspect afterwards i'll <laughs> bury that good so it's better I hate you it better start don't. talking now casey <laughs> that's what i'm saying are you gonna what are you doing <laughs> um yeah i Maybe conversions are definitely that thing that, uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Cause like I did that, that video with the Sylvaneth bog Sylvaneth. Um, and that was a direct, like I saw a picture, it was rad. And I was like, I'm doing that conversion. Like it actually made me go and buy the stuff to do it. And mine don't look anything like those guys, whoever did the convert? I don't even know who it was. Like I don't have a name. I I think I cited it in the video. I don't who know who it is now, but um, yeah, like they're not exactly the same, but it's definitely not my idea. And now you know, after I did that video, it's like people are like, oh, you should do a whole army. You should, you know, do this and this and this. And it's like, like yeah, <laughs> I could, <laughs> but then it's definitely like if I did show up somewhere with that army, well, it's not my idea. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Brett's just going nuts. This cat right in front of him. I like, can't handle it. <laughs> I scratch it on the side of the wall. <laughs> oh, we need to amplify that noise. Make sure that doesn't get cut out. <laughs> so, so the one bit of editing I do on these is I do try to cut out my audio most of the time when Casey is speaking. Yeah, I don't think in this and, case you should, though, for those specific sections. You can't. It's too good. <laughs> it's too good. <laughs> All done. All done. Yeah? Is that uh-huh. okay? All right, then. Cat is probably going to hop up on the table here soon, like all proud of itself. Oh, man, that's so We'll gross. see. Yeah. <laughs> um okay so is there anything else besides maybe some specific kind of conversions 
because I think there are some conversions that are, are completely open for being copied. I think, you know? I think you are allowed to copy anything that you see online. I think absolutely everything okay. is open to you. I'm just saying that there's there's some things I I feel just a a hint of sadness for the original creator if they were gonna be the the only person with their Buzz Lightyear Marines or their yeah. Do you think when they made it though they were thinking like that's it I'm the first and last like no one I think, else is I think gonna... a lot of people when they come up with original paint schemes are yeah. doing it because they want to be the you know the they, they want to have a unique army or or like yeah. a, they're really proud of the the look that they came up with using their creativity and they probably went through some trial and error to get the colors just right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think for, for some of those really original things that, and, and it probably does vary from, from person to person, but you know, maybe you were the first person to do a, a fall themed wood elf army or, or, you know, something like that. Right. And, yeah that's been done a million times but if yes. yeah if you did a fall themed wood elf army where everyone else is doing spring and summer and then you go to a tournament and everybody's like oh yeah that's that's a really cool look and then next yeah. year you go back to that same tournament <laughs> and there's like three other fall themed <laughs> wood elf armies there's, there's a little bit of feels bad there of course I see that now if and for those those three new fall wood elf players as long as they say yeah, hey Casey, you really inspired me with the look of your army. I, it's so cool, and I'm so happy with these. Uh, thanks, thanks for giving me right. this idea. Like, I th see, I wouldn't feel yeah. bad though. I, I don't yeah, know. yeah, that's that's all right. So, yeah, uh, right. steal anything that you want to, but just be aware that uh, do do your your citations and your your shout outs and your referencing, yeah. and you're all good, all good. I'd say so. Um, in I, I do think in a friend group though, if if you've got like four or five folks who, who play games together, copying somebody else's army scheme with yeah, the well. knowledge that the <laughs> you are most often going to be playing against that person, I think you know, maybe watch out for that situation. But I, I but think you, that you should be allowed to copy from yeah. the internet as, as much as you want, as long as you're being chill about it yeah well okay so so your buddy alex is playing salamanders mm -hmm. right is he doing anything specific with his salamanders is he like getting the upgrade kits is he putting on you know uh shoulder pads he's getting the the smooth <laughs> bald headed head swaps going you know what i'm saying i I may actually break this rule soon because he's he's not doing anything special with them, and I think he likes his Death Guard yeah. more anyway. Well, okay, I could see that, but um, specifically, if okay, like in a friends group, yeah, it's just kind of a dick move to even play <laughs> the same army as your friend, right? Like right, that's right, kind right. of messed up, especially if you all pick different factions to do a thing with. Like, I think that falls apart at a certain point when you're just starting to buy more stuff and you like other things. Like, I have multiple armies, right? Like, that's going to be what it's going to be. Uh, the guy that I've been playing games with lately has a Gloom Spike Gits army for AOS. He doesn't have any other army. Well, I have a Gloom Spike Gits army, a very large one. But I'm probably not going to play that against his Gloom Spike Gits. That'd be, that'd be a dick move. But, you know, whatever. But 
you start collecting other things, you get around that. I think that if if Alex is going to make you play 40k after uh, you know, trying to push Sigmar on you for so long. That's right. Uh mm-hmm. then I think Salamander's fair game. Uh I think if you start doing some sweet conversions, some uh, extras you put in, you put in the work, the effort. Well, guess what? Those salamanders are your salamanders. You're going to feel the closeness. Might do that out of spite. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Spite army. <laughs> Might actually get you to finish 2,000 points this year. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't count on that. Man, I'm already, uh, I think I'm, I got to be at least like three or 4,000 points in this year. Great. Somewhere good, in there. Good yeah, for you. Yeah. Oh, I feel good. I feel good. <laughs> I've snipped out so many pieces of terrain this week. Have you? Those points. Thousands some of, of points. Some of out. it does have points. Did you snip the ones with points or without no. points? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I've got uh, off-brand but still pretty good ramparts and, and dungeons and lasers here. Ah, oh, very that's nice. That's what I've been snipping. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Well, then, uh, I don't know if there is more of a line that we could draw. For copying like if somebody copies you then it should feel good and if you copy someone else it probably make them feel good and especially if you let them know yeah i think that's all there is to it yeah um yeah we're, we're always pretty big fans of of getting in inspiration from wherever you can and yeah using that to do what you want to do yeah yeah and i mean i i think you know very specifically for learning new techniques and to just seeing what you can do to try and improve like it's probably one of the better ways to use that kind of thing of just like wholesale ripping someone else off because they're just a better painter you look at it and you want to be that kind of painter you want to do that kind of thing like it's just good it's good for you these cats are uh ruining this podcast Brent <laughs> or maybe they're making it so much better I can't even it's it's beyond you know it's Snuffles is just staring at me and sneezing right now <laughs> oh sometimes man so I don't think that situation is going to get better anytime soon so we might want to wrap it up actually Casey uh, yeah we could do that we do that yeah. we call this, this this time uh you know if you, if you have any uh, suggestions for topics in the future, some uh, hot tips, if you want to help us out with those, share your hot tips with the world. Hit us up on the uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash paintbravelythepodcast, or uh, email us, paintbravelythepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. I think on that uh, note, as it were, thank you for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening, everyone.